TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Fabulous episode of The Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You're going to tell this listening audience who adores me. Let's be honest. Who behave? Jeff Lutz. I'm spreading my wing. This is me to the nth degree. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Good afternoon, everyone. It is a Tuesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show here on KFH Radio. I'm Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting, Max Power producing and engineering, 869-1240, the IHOP hotline. Uh, We have a show full of interviews today. At 225, we'll talk with Cape and Mount Carmel running back Omari Elias, who's just had a spectacular season, uh, leading Capen to the 5A state championship game coming up Saturday in Pittsburgh, where they will face Mill Valley. At 245, Kevin Saul, the athletic director at Wichita State, joins us in his monthly appearance here on the show. Shocker guard Colby Rogers will join the show at 3 o'clock today. We'll talk with Colby Rogers coming off a 28-point performance for Wichita State Somebody in their 30. Did he have 30 recent at another win game? against St. Louis. And uh, then at 325, we've got the you're game. Not, you're not answering my question. He had 28. I don't uh, – as, as we've talked about on this show several times, I don't normally make mistakes – And uh, if I say he had 28, you can take that to the bank. Okay, good. That's awesome. And you looked it up and found that I was right. I haven't looked it up because I'm pretty sure he had 30. He had Uh, 30, and there was a scoring decision after the game that subtracted two points. No, are you sure? Colby's total. You making that up? Nope. I don't make anything up. I'm right. I'm uh, as right as rain, as reliable as a, a sunny day. All right, whatever. I don't care that much. I feel like garbage. So, uh, good luck. What's wrong with you today? My head hurts. It's everything hurts. Well, what happened? I don't know what happened. Got a little sinus issue? I guess. I don't know. I just put uh, some Tylenol, some Advil in my mouth and swallowed it. So, maybe that'll... Let's hope that clears some things up. Maybe that'll take care of the problem. You uh, You got work ahead of you. You're working on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Have you decided uh, what you're going to do about the meal on Thanksgiving? Well, we're headed down to Ark City Thursday. I'm talking about Thursday. Yeah, we're headed down to Ark City. After you get off work? Yeah, I guess. What time do you get off work? Six-ish, 5.30, 6. And so the meal will, you're not looking for a meal anymore. What do you mean? You're going to have a meal down in Ark City Thursday well, night. They're having food at Channel 12. I'll have to bring something. What are you going to bring? But I don't know what I'm going to bring. Do you have any suggestions? Well, you you only have about three items that you make. Yeah, most of them are pretty darn good, though. You, either your salsa, your chicken, or your uh, what? I make good Spanish rice. <laughs> That'd be a, Who wants Spanish that's rice a, at Thanksgiving? That's a Thanksgiving staple. Um, taco casserole is pretty good. Who wants that at Thanksgiving? Who who cares? Like uh, it's not really Thanksgiving if Thanks you're working. A wonderful uh, cornbread uh, stuffing. I'm not a cornbread guy. I do like stuffing. Used to hate it. Now I love it. Just when uh, my wife went gluten free, and we have to do the gluten free stuffing, which is fine, but it's not. It's well, not. it's not nearly what the uh, gluten 
uh, included stuffing is. No, we need that wheat in there. Uh, anybody would uh, tell you they want the gluten. But uh, listen, if you if you have to go gluten free, that's what you do. I guess you got to make some exceptions. I'm not going to do gluten free green bean casserole. So the Cardinals have added another 36 year old starting pitcher. Did you see this? No. This appears to be news to you. Yes. Kyle Gibson, late <laughs> of the Orioles. Okay. Is that a trade? I don't know what or they're he doing. No, he's a free agent. I don't know exactly what they're doing. He pitched 193 innings last year. Uh, so the Cardinals, pretty... the Cardinals now have three of the five pitchers who allowed the most hits in Major League Baseball. Now, you can look at that and go, wow, these guys don't miss many bats. Who's the other one? Miles Michaelis. Okay. Um, but you can also look at it and say they got innings covered. Yeah, so, but innings where you give up hits. Right. But And presumably runs. Play, listen, if you put a good team around these guys, you hope that maybe they can. Listen, I'm trying to be as positive as I can. The Cardinals aren't done. I believe they will add a top-of-the-rotation type of pitcher. I think they could even add two of them still. Then why are they yeah. wasting their time and money because, on these guys? Because I think they could uh, potentially move Steven Matz to the bullpen. Or, or trade Steven Matz. Or, the, you know, well, who no knows? No one's going to want him. Who knows what? Well, he was very good for a, a, a decent chunk of last season. But we'll see. I'm not giving up hope. I'm certainly... I think it's about time to give I'm up hope. Well, listen. <laughs> As I said on Twitter, I don't want to be a fan of a team that's a joke in the industry like you've been for so many oh, years. Yeah, we're a joke. We are a little bit. Don't think so, but okay. Well, you kind of are. Okay, well... I mean, you haven't won since 1948. That's the longest drought of any team. Well, the Mariners have never won. Yeah, but they haven't been around since 1911 or whatever uh, you've been around since. 1901. Uh, so, I mean, you know. So I just hang in there, see what's next. At least they're doing something. At least they're active. At least they're I mean, giving. okay. They're giving me they something. Haven't Im- they haven't really improved. They got two innings eaters who have had success in their careers. Uh, Kyle Gibson was a 15-game winner in Baltimore last year. Well, that's because uh, he pitched for Baltimore. Well, that's what I mean. If you get it, if you put him on a good team, maybe he does that for the. So Cardinals. you're just hoping he's your your team scores enough runs to mask his uh, futility. Maybe, yeah. All right. Well, degree. I guess that's a that's a strategy. Yeah, he answered. He he pitched a game against the Cardinals uh, in Baltimore, and he pitched very well. The Cardinals didn't do much with him, so I'm hopeful. I'll I'll remain hopeful that. Uh, there's going to be more done, and there's a news conference being held in St. Louis right now. I'm sure John Mozalak will be heavily grilled. If I was there, I'd be all over him. I hope the, our St. Louis media comes through the way they need to, and they don't just, well, Mr. Mozalak, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Is, is the St. Louis media hard-hitting? Got some hard-hitters. Derek Gould's a very good beat reporter. He'll ask the tough questions, and we'll see what uh, see what they say. But at least, like I said, wh- who have you added? Uh, we've added Christian Bethencourt and Scott Barlow. Right. Two clowns. You'd be better off going to the Ringling Brothers and getting two clowns to join well, the Maybe fans. so. I don't know. Uh, so don't act like you're over there. I don't making... understand what my team's doing either, so it's just what it well, is. You, listen, at least, at least. The Cardinals had a lot of innings to cover, right? You you agree with that? They've lost okay. pitching. They had a lot of innings. You got to have somebody pitch, right? But you, this isn't what you were expecting, and don't act like well, it they even get, is. If they get Snell or Yamamoto to to, to be the number one, uh, then you feel you feel much better. Snell's not coming to St. Louis. Well, you know, you don't know. You know, you don't Your know. Your best hope is Sonny Gray. Well, if they get Sonny Gray, I'll be hopeful. Sonny Gray, Michaelis, Mats, Gibson, Lynn. It's all right. You know, we throw it out there. I mean, it's terrible, but it's all right. And and you see what you can do. You get to the uh, trade deadline, and if you add enough to your bullpen, 
we all know bullpens are where it's make make or break now. Well, in the postseason, especially, you can add enough to your bullpen with the money you've saved. Uh, we'll see. Well, listen, we'll see. We sure will. I'm just into baseball. I like movement. I like. I'm not happy with this. I'm not jumping for joy, but I like movement. And then I like to see what's followed up. And uh, sometimes the, the movement is just the movement. I love the Cardinals forever. I don't necessarily have to love John Mozeliak. Well, I, I understand. I don't necessarily have to love their manager. I don't have to love each individual player. But I love the overall essence of the Cardinals. I get it. You don't have to explain fandom to me. And a lot of people in our area love the overall essence of the Chiefs. Although last night, you know, I'm, I've told you I'm, I'm more, I'm kind of more in favor of the Chiefs now yeah, than I've ever ri- been. Ridiculous. Well, it, it, it's not ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I like Mahomes. I like Reed. I like Kelsey. You spent seven decades of apathy or. My, this... Max playing fool alert. Yeah, thank you. As he should. Um, the Chiefs will. Most likely win the Super Bowl. What? Yeah, you heard it here. Fool Most alert. likely, based Most on likely. based alert. on what? Based on their team. He's fool alerting you again. Their defense is excellent. Uh, they've got Patrick Mahomes, and if their receivers cheat and start to use some stickum on their hands, oh, they'll need a lot. Maybe they could catch one. It's weird how that's kind of befallen the entire team this Driving year. Driving me nuts. You heard it. It's driving me nuts. Well, as a huge fan of the Chiefs, I get it. And it makes me mad that uh, because of that comeback by Philly and the Chiefs' ineptitude with its with their wide receivers, uh, you all covered in that game, and I lost. Yeah. Sorry. I wanted Jason to go 0-8, Dude, it gets one win. Uh, here, here's where we are for the week. You won it. No, Max won it. Seven and one for thirty-two points. You were seven and one for thirty points. I was five and three for twenty-one points. Due to one and seven for seven points. We're through twelve weeks now. I'm at two forty-nine overall. You're at two forty-six. Please. Max is two forty-one. How close is that? And due to one eighty-four. Poor guy. He's uh fifty. He's got a lot to answer for tomorrow. Fifty-seven back. No, 65 back. 41. 49 and 16. I'm talking about just from third. I don't care what he is in third. Third isn't in where I live, my friend. But just, just as far back as. I live at the top. As, yeah, well, I don't know how you think you keep winning when I win every week. It doesn't you make won, sense. You, Max won the week. Okay, but you were I second. beat you. I beat you last week. I beat you the week before. I, I mean, it's just like. No, you were I was eight and one, five and four, and five and three. You were six and three, four and five, and seven and one. Uh, you overall, you're at fifty-six and forty-two. I'm at fifty-three and forty-five. Max is fifty-four and forty-four, and due to forty-one and fifty-seven. That's hard to do. I mean, it's not that hard to do when you're when you're making picks against the spread. But good grief, when it's everyone all, it's been an awful year for Duda. Yeah, it's real sad. And I wonder if he'll cop to it tomorrow. He won't. He'll think he's getting it going because it'll be Thanksgiving, or maybe he thinks it's not quite after Thanksgiving. You know, you run out of time after Thanksgiving. It's not like he's going to no, just after, there's surge only, ahead. There's only so much time left. Right. Thanksgiving is three months in. We got some things going on. I mean, it gets busy. You, you got bowl games and NFL playoffs, and those are the games you're picking. Exactly. Very shortly, the... College football regular season will be over. Yeah, it's pretty much over this weekend. I know. Pretty much. There's still some games. But a lot of the big ones are this weekend, and then things get sorted out. You have your conference championships and whatnot. So we'll make our picks tomorrow, week 13 of our picks, and we'll see if uh, Duda can get back into the mix. Comedian Joe Gatto will be on the show tomorrow as well. You're looking forward to that. I don't know much about the individual. Well, you should. He's hilarious. I don't know what his little one-man show or stand-up show is going to be like, but as part of the Impractical Jokers, uh, which he left before their most recent season, 
Yeah, just fantastic. Was the impractical Joker's still a good season without him? It's pretty good. But he he kind of he was kind of like a blessing and a curse for that show because if you don't do the task, the joke, the whatever, you you end up with a punishment. But Joe would do everything. Joe would never say no to anything. Uh so he never got punished and it, it's it's like he was so great at it, but also you never got to see the punishment. So it's I just, don't know what that means. I've never I've never watched an episode. Well, maybe you should watch jokers. a couple tonight. I got other things to watch. Well, it's a great show. I just I would recommend it. Well, maybe I will. Uh just for you. But maybe I won't. I can bring over some DVDs. Uh I don't use DVDs anymore. All right. Uh, We do have a couple of fantastic games in Hawaii in the Maui Classic. Tennessee-Purdue, that one tips at 7. And then uh, the late game, Kansas and Marquette. This is like a Final Four. Pretty close. That's a plausible Final Four. Yeah, I guess. They're all top ten teams. Uh, you could see that in in March or in early April, wherever the Final Four is next year. That could be the national semifinal. It's very plausible. Kansas number one, Marquette four, Purdue two, Tennessee seven. My goodness. All in one building tonight. Yeah, and KU already did the Champions Classic. Here they are in the the Maui Invitational in Honolulu this year. Uh, yeah, you never can really – poke holes in in KU's non-conference schedule. It's pretty much always like this. Now, I got to figure out a way to stay up until 9.30, which means staying up until 11.30. Right. I got to figure out how to do that. Fortunately, my wife doesn't work tomorrow. I have a light schedule tomorrow. I do have some things in the morning, and then I got this dadgum radio show. Uh, which hangs over me every day. Should we just call it off tomorrow? You know, every, no, we're not calling anything off. We do have Joe Gatta. We can't. We're not calling anything is off. Is Duda this, on the show tomorrow? Yes, he is. This radio show, I'm here for it. Okay. Except for Thursday through Wednesday of next week. Right. Well, we don't have shows Thursday or Friday. Right. But I'm out Monday through Wednesday of next week. Well, we'll miss you. Well, I hope so. You know, I feel like some people miss me when I'm not here. Uh, some people, yeah, some people miss me. Not everybody. There's probably a segment of the audience that says, "Good, I don't have to listen to that clown." I don't know. I don't know if they if they listen to you regularly. Why would they be happy? You're really not feeling well, are you? You're struggling with uh, with uh, retorts and comebacks and. Well, I just uh, yeah, I'm, it's not good. What are you gonna do? We got well, a bunch but- of interviews. I'll try to do my best. You know, I need you to, I need you, like always, I need you to be there and, and uh, put your best effort What forward. does it mean if your cheekbone over to your ear and sort of your gums hurt? It means you got a sinus headache. But for all day? I've never had a headache all day before. You've got some allergy issues going on. And I don't know what, you probably need to go see the doctor about that. Uh, it'll Let blow, me tell you something. It'll blow over. If I had it to do over again, I'd go to the doctor more often. Uh, now I'm going to the doctor almost, it seems like I got a daily uh, something going on. And uh, I have great doctors. That's good. They're doing wonderful with me, and I, I appreciate them. Uh, my goodness, what a job they've done. I'm happy. And I hope they continue that. to do the job. Never been a big doctor's guy, but certainly they come in handy when you need them. Sure. Well, you've got a great doctor, so... Uh, I'm not talking about anybody individually. It's just, you know... Well, you've got a good one. You ought to go see him regularly. That'd be my suggestion. Why Why not? Why wouldn't you? Eh, you know why. You're scared to death. That's scared why. of doctor. That's absolutely correct. Well, don't you, If you were going to go through what I've gone through this fall, you'd be a, a wreck. Well, I'd know. rather be a wreck later than now. What do you mean? If there's if there's something going on that I got to be a wreck about, then I just I'll put it off as long as possible. What if you're not, what if you're not around to be a wreck? That's fine. Really, you just you're done. Yeah, you pass away. <laughs> 
Kind of, yeah, I'm okay you, with that. You're okay with that over going to a doctor and if trying. it just happens and I'm gone and I never know about so it. You don't want to. You don't want to deal with any health issues. That's yes. You just 100. want them to eventually win out, and you're not going to battle them. And I mean, I'll battle them if I have to, but the preference is that one just gets me. Could you handle what I'm going through this fall? Uh, no, probably not. Why not? Because I don't like stuff like that. I don't like anesthesia. It's my greatest fear in life, probably. Um, Let me tell you something about anesthesia. You don't know it. You're I know not, you don't know out. it. That's why I don't like it. Because you won't know it if you don't the wake up either. The feeling of anesthesia is amazing. It's like, okay, he's put it in, and then it's a, and then you're out. And then, and it's just, uh, it's it's a remarkable thing. Right. A remarkable I thing. I get it. But again, you don't know it, which means if you don't wake up, you also won't know it. Right. So who cares? You only know if you wake up. Who cares? I care. What? How can you care like, if you I don't want to have I don't want to have that little control over whether I wake up or not. It's just I'll, okay, I'll trust you to put this stuff you in. You know me how many people have been cut me open. Uh, have been put under while they've undergone procedures. Everyone. Right. They wake up. Most do, yes. Good grief. Everyone living, to... everyone living now who's d gone under anesthesia has woken up. We will take a break on that pathetic note. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk Cape and football. Their running back, their senior running back, Omari Elias, will join us. Uh, he's up over uh, close to 8,000 yards now in his career at Cape. And he's just been uh, outstanding. And his father also played for Weston Sharks when Weston coached at West High School. Omari Elias joins us next, the Bob and Jeff Show KFH. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, Omari Elias joins us from Cape and Mount Carmel. Uh, Cape and Mount Carmel headed to the 5A championship game to face a very good Mill Valley team. Omari, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. You have had uh, an incredible senior season after – a really good sophomore and junior seasons as well. You've yeah. taken it to another level this year uh, with your rushing yardage. Uh, I think yeah. you've had over 300 yards two weeks in a row. Talk about uh, talk about the game plan, uh, running the football, and how you guys just continue to be effective week after week doing that. Yeah, I mean, for us, I think – um, a lot of people know uh, around the state, I guess, uh, that Coach Starts wants to to run the ball. I mean, 
probably as much as much as he can. Um, really, against a consistent team like Mill Valley, they're going to be well coached, and I think our game plan is just going to be able to control the control the clock and control the momentum and tempo of the game, which is really where that running comes from. It's not so much a, a mindset of getting the ball in my hands as it is um, wanting to control the clock and things of that nature. And I just happen to be the running back, you know. So um, I think we'll look to do that and hopefully um, come out with a win on Saturday. So I know you never claim to do it by yourself or anything like that, but do you feel any pressure, especially in games like the last couple of weeks where scoring's really up, uh, just to know that you're carrying most of the load and uh, a lot of, of what happens depends on, on your performance? Is that, does that feel like anything to you? Is that pressure to you at all? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would call it pressure. It's almost more of a, a responsibility I would say at this point to my teammates, you know, um, I mean, I've, I've been doing it for, for a few years now. It's not a, not a new feeling to me. I just go out there and I mean, I, I feel more prepared um, than I ever have at this point. And I, I just like to go out there and show what I do during the week. You know, it's not so much a feeling of thinking, Oh, well, if I let everybody down or whatever, it's just kind of a going out there and doing my thing. So. Talking with Omari Elias from Cape and Mount Carmel so your father uh, also played uh, for Weston Sharts at West High School. Yeah. I saw a photo on Twitter and Facebook of your father at the last game with Coach Sharts and uh, with yeah. some other uh, former West players. How much did your uh, your dad talk about uh, Weston as uh, as you were growing up? And when did you first meet uh, Coach Sharts? Oh, uh, Coach Sharts has known me probably just about as long as I've been alive. Uh, you know, like you said, my dad played for him there at West, and then, um, but they also coached together for a number of years um, at West and Northwest as well. So um, I kind of been, you know, as I was under under my dad's wing, um, also under under Coach Schartz. So um, they kind of go hand in hand in that regard, I guess. But um, I don't know. My dad kind of lets, uh, lets my career be severed from his. You know, he doesn't uh, – Coach Price will tell you as many stories as you want to hear, but uh, as far as my dad goes, he kind of just uh, lets, lets my story take its own shape, and me and Coach Sharps uh, have a good relationship, and it's taken its own shape as well. So, so as as a young guy, a teenager, you know, does do the big picture things register with you at all? The fact that it's been 35, 36 years since Capens won a championship, that's obviously before you were born. The fact that your coach – uh, Weston Sharts has has been to the state championship game, but never won one. And does does that big picture stuff register with you at all, or just because you know you didn't experience much of that? That you know it's just it's just not much. Well, I mean, yeah, it does. Uh, probably more with every day, I would say. Um, you know, we have a lot of alumni that come around often. We have a pretty tight knit community at Capen, and uh, I mean this year particularly, we've uh, had quite a bit of history that we've that we've uh made happen ourselves so kind of that stuff comes up all the time it's kind of like oh the last time we did this was like you said 1980 whatever you know and it's uh, stuff like that so it does come up and it, it is a uh, pretty cool to get to realize all that stuff because like you said i mean none of us were born uh the last time we were kind of uh in, in the glory days i guess you could say but um yeah just just a little bit more every day there's another piece of history that seems to jump out at us well, I was 32 when that happened, Omar, so thanks for that reminder. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Omar, Omar Elias is our guest. So we, we know Capon scores points in bunches. The same is true with Mill Valley. Uh, it just right. seems like week after week you guys are playing high-scoring games and outscoring your opponents. Uh, is, that, is it enjoyable to play in those kinds of games where – the scores are close and games go down to the wire, or is it a little a little nerve wracking? Uh, I mean, I think any game is nerve wracking. Anything, any game that you care about is nerve wracking. You know, you always kind of have that feeling of well, we better go out and do what we're supposed to do. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be the the lower the team that had it under control and then let things go. But um, I mean, I don't know. I think something we've a standard we've set for ourselves as an offense at least is that. Um, there's no sense of pressure when the other team scores. It's like our job is to score. You know, we go on the field, we expect to score. Um, it's, it's, there's never a feeling of the defense let us down or 
um, we have to compensate for anybody else's. We're going to do our job, and we have faith in the defense to do their job as well. Um, and we just we just go out there and keep uh, try to try to repeat, you know, a scoring drive or um, at least something that'll take some time off the clock, give those guys on defense some rest or uh, whatever whatever it'll take to to get us a win at the end. You know, I, I can't say I have a preference on um, an ugly win or a clean win, especially. You know, we got one more left. It doesn't matter what it looks like. There's no more speculation. There's none of that. It's just about uh, the final result this week. So, um, you know, whatever it looks like, we'll just we'll take what we can get. So what does it look like for you, Amari, between games? I'm sure your body recovers pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, you get a lot of carries. I'm sure, you know, there's not a ton of contact because you're running away from everybody. But I'm sure right. it takes some toll. So what is it like uh, for you between games? Uh, just the recovery process, and what has it been like for you this week? Uh, well, really, this week um, in particular has been pretty pretty smooth. I feel fresh, uh, uh, more or less, on, on I guess it's just Tuesday today, uh, which I'll say is unusual. On, on Friday, we didn't have our most physical game. You know, I took a lot of carries, but not, not too many hits, so um, that, that was good. But in, in a real physical week, um, I could be sore, I mean – for a good part of the next week, but you know we we focus a lot on active recovery and um, keeping moving. You know, not so much stagnant. And um, of course, you're going to get your ice and things like that. Um, make sure you're healthy, but um, keeping lactic acid down, um, keeping your joints moving. We want to we want to stay strong. Um, something we looked at uh, as far as like lineman grades specifically. Just um, through the last few weeks, we've been slowly, slowly getting better, which is um, which is what you look for. You know, you you cycle your your training and your workouts so that you're in peak physical condition for this week. And I, I feel, I feel that I am, you know, if it's, if it's going to take another 50 carries to get the job done on Friday, um, I'm not going to shy away from that at all. I, I mean, I don't have any reservations as far as physical limitations or anything like that going into this week. So, um, yeah, I don't know anything special as far as, um, recovery for me this week, just kind of much of the same getting after it. Senior uh, running back Omari Elias, our guest from West High School. So uh, we know that the stakes are incredibly high coming up Saturday against Mill Valley. Uh, we also know it's your last high school football game. How do you weigh those emotions? How do you how do you handle the uh, the, the the high of uh, getting to play in a state title game, and then maybe the you know the I don't know if it's sadness or whatever it is of knowing. This is your final high school football game. I mean, I think the way I look at it is just kind of a, uh, like you said, the kind, not sad necessarily, but it's kind of a bittersweet moment, um, a pinnacle of all that you've done, but also a moment of letting go. And um, all you can do is want to make the best of that memory. You know, when I think back on it, I don't want to think of how I lost, how I lost my last game or whatever. So I think uh, not getting so sentimental during the week, just preparing like it was week one or two, and um, so that when I do look back on it any any time after Saturday, I'll be able to have a, have a good memory. I mean, it'll, it'll all be good memories one day, but um, we, we we all know the sting of a loss, and uh, that's that's not uh, what I plan to leave myself with or uh, any of my teammates. So, yeah. So we know you've committed to Air Force, obviously. Uh, they have a good football program, but of course, it's it's much bigger than that. Being a service academy, so what are you looking forward to uh, on and off the field once you go to uh, Colorado Springs? Uh, well, on the field, uh, of course, they they pound the ball, uh, which is going to work in my favor as a as a running back, and um, yeah, I look forward to that. But off the field, there really is a, a unique sense of kind of brotherhood and community within the academy. Um, not just from the players, but also just from the support system in Colorado Springs, but all across the country, you know, um, being a part of the military, you get support um, from everybody all around. Um, you just get to be a part of a history richer than just a school. Um, you're right in the name, your name in the history books of your entire country, um, which is something I, I thought was really special. And that's kind of what reeled me in, I would say, in my decision to choose Air Force. Well, we wish you the best of luck uh, in that pursuit for sure. But first, you've got the biggest football game you've ever played in coming up Saturday against Mill Valley in the 5A title game in Pittsburgh. Omari, good luck to you and the Crusaders. Thanks very much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you guys.
All right, Thanks. there you go, Amari Elias, who's uh, up over 7,500 yards in his career, I believe, rushing the football. 300 yards for him is uh, like you walking up the stairs. Uh, does he have the all-time City League record? He does. He's uh, broken that. Previously belonged to Bryce Brown. Yeah, good company um, for so both of them. Excellent stuff. Who had it before Bryce I Brown? I don't remember. I'd have to uh, really – I know Brad Wieson had it for many, many years. Uh, maybe he had the single season. I can't remember who – he might have had the career rushing record. Jeff Smith had it for a while. Have you watched the Barry Sanders documentary? I have not. Is it good? Very good. A lot of Wichita, you know, representation. You were not involved. I wa- uh, nobody mentioned me? Here's the people who were mentioned. There in- were people mentioned. Directly or indirectly. From Wichita. Mentioned, not necessarily mentioned, but their work appeared or. Mine didn't? No, Joanna Chadwick. What? Her, one of her stories appeared on the screen. Uh, Steve Dennis was on. Uh, he referred to Leon in an old interview. I believe. Leon Liebel. Yeah, I think that was William Sanders who was talking to Leon. Uh, who else? Mark McCormick, of course. Yeah. I don't think if there's any other Wichita well, media did... people. Yeah, I don't, did, I don't think. Was his Hall of Fame thing covered? Briefly. Well, I mean, that, that's... I had many interviews with uh, not, not only Barry, but William. I know. Well, doggone. Well, Bob Lutz. Well, that's just that's uh, upsetting to me. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing. I don't know if I can go on. His high school coach at North was on pretty. Well, Del Burkholder's going to be on everything. Yeah, it's good uh, stuff. You know, I'm fighting a good fight for Barry here in town. Well, you and a lot of other people. I've uh, made, uh, made some attempts to try to get him on the show. I'm going to tell you what right now. Uh... I loved his dad. He spoke to the Wichita Eagle. Right. He did. Um, I want to speak to Barry. I think I'd have well, we're trying. other questions that just aren't softballs. We're trying. I know. I hear you. You're, you're his fine. His dad's one of the great interviews of my career. I love talking to William Sanders. And there was a lot of William Sanders. Did they show his speech at the Pro Football Hall of Fame? No. Well, they, they, I mean, they talked about it briefly when he introduced him as the third best running back, but didn't show much of it well good deal here's kevin saul the athletic director at wichita state university kevin welcome how are you i'm doing well good afternoon to you hope you guys are doing well thanks for having me on again uh yeah you bet uh so uh we watched the shockers in myrtle beach they won two of their three games there uh were impressive in two of their three games there and the other game it kind of got away from them against liberty so you watched those games obviously what did you come away thinking you know i i uh, we could we could talk a long time about that i was overall i was really impressed with i think process wise and there's some elements that obviously our soccer nation doesn't see or can't see that that goes on behind the scenes in terms of preparation and i would tell you Bob, you probably would laugh at me for saying this because our administration hired him and there's a bias that's associated with that. But if I take my AD hat off and just talk to you about somebody that's been around a bunch of coaches for 25 years, the preparation is next level. It's it's unique. It's different. Um, capture a lot of details, um, the, the scouting, the video. Um, it's a combination of um, – you know, it's instructive. It's informative. There's accountability that's a part of it. There's some whole person development that goes on, and and our guys will be challenged in those spaces. And I thought they responded really well. Um, the St. Louis games, in terms of the discipline issues that uh, that occurred uh, within that that Liberty game. And so, anyway, I, I was really pleased with the way they responded. Obviously, all of us wanted to come home three and zero, two two and one, and five and one overall. Is, is certainly a good spot to be, and uh, we'll continue to get better. But really impressed with Paul, his staff, um, and, and the entirety of the staff in terms of how they all work together. Toby uh, Lane did an awesome job with all the logistical pieces of the trip and uh, our assistant coaches and the GAs and the students that are involved in what we're doing. It's, 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 a, 
there's a lot of synergy going on with staff. And so I, I guess I would leave it that way and happy to entertain any other specific questions. But the process that's going behind the scene certainly gives um, me a lot of confidence in terms of where we're headed. Uh, before Jeff's question, I did remark to him yesterday that Liberty uh, has the look of a team, in my view, that could make a run in the tournament. I think they're very well coached and uh, they have some very highly skilled players. That's my yes, thought. On I agree with you, and I, I don't. I don't want to come across like we're making excuses because obviously we had opportunities to win that game. I think we 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 got out eleven five early. Um, we had two possessions down two in the second half. Uh, one resulted in the five second call uh, on the inbounds play, and so we're 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 hanging in there pretty close. And then the last what eight and a half nine minutes, it got away from us for sure. Um, so, but we hung with a really good team. That that team has averaged 26 wins per season the last four years. If you go on to Ken Palm and you look at continuity of minutes, there's they're top 30 in the country in continuity of minutes, which basically means uh, the minutes that are being played uh, this year, the continuity of those same players and playing minutes uh, on the team last year. So they've got some that have, have been in that program for a long time. Uh, they know the system. It doesn't take a whole lot of time to get their shots off. I, I think the world of Richie McKay, we've had a relationship with him for a little while, and he does a really, really nice job with them. So uh, they're sitting at, like, I think 40 in Ken Palm right now. they new members of Conference USA. I think they're projected to win another 25, 26 games this year. So they'll be a really good club and an interesting one to watch. And uh, at the end of the day, it helps us from a net perspective. They need to go ahead and win a bunch of games. So uh, anyway, I was really impressed with Liberty. So, you know, the thing that I've noticed about Coach Mills, at least early on, is that he coaches his personnel from where they are instead of – and I know he wants to coach his system and do the things that are his strengths, but he doesn't necessarily make people fit into roles that they uh, aren't uh, built for. Is that something you've noticed too, just the way that he kind of uh, tailors his own coaching style to the to what personnel he has? Yes, and, and to be fair, appreciate that question. We, we talked a little bit about that during the, the hiring process, and he's referenced that multiple times over the course of the summer is, you know, he, he feels like it's his job to empty, empty his cup every single day and to, to help facilitate a team that's going to be uh, most successful based upon the components that exist on the team. And so to come in with a, a, a firm, rigid system and say, hey, you're going to fit into this role and you're going to fit into this role. Um, he doesn't necessarily believe in that. And so coaching to the, the players that you do have, and I think that's a, I think that's a really admirable trait, first and foremost. It's, second, you've you got to really know your stuff as a coach um, to be able to say, hey, this is what we have on the roster. How can we best manipulate what we have uh, to transition that into wins? And so it may be a combination of, of scheme it may be a combination of minutes management, but all of those things, I think he's doing a nice job with it. I was, um, nobody wants to lose games, but part of the process for us is how are we getting better? And so after that Liberty loss to, uh, to sit in film review and scout and all those sort of things, there's a, there's a high degree of accountability and our guys feel it. And what I think was most encouraging about the weekend in Myrtle Beach is that the first half of the St. Louis game uh, was our best defensive half of the year. Uh, we were at a .79 points per possession, which is pretty incredible. Um, and those were all based on the discipline uh, components that were, that had gone on in, in, in uh, film and video review and all those things. So the bottom line is our guys responded. And um, uh, so that, that part was very encouraging. Kevin Saul, our guest, Wichita State's athletic director. I can't. I I don't know if I've asked you this before uh, about scheduling, and uh, the schedule this year I certainly have no beef with. Though overall, it's a very good schedule. Uh, I guess my only beef is with the game at Intrust Bank Arena, and South Dakota State, normally a good team. Yes, they are. They've had of some very good seasons, but that to me is a special game. Uh, what what's your view of the game at Intrust Bank Arena? Are you on my well, side I, of that, or what, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I, I love making that a special game. I will tell you at this point, it's you know prior to hiring Coach Mills, we had not planned on going to Intrust Bank this season, um, based on the way the schedule fell out and the availability of the teams that we were trying to get. We were struggling a little bit, 
And so we actually had a third party, and I think I shared this with you guys on our show. We had a third party promoter that came to us and said, "Hey, I'd like to do a a game in Interest Bank." And of course, we were interested in opponents. And uh, and so um, the opponent that surfaced was South Dakota State. And so if you look at that purely from a basketball mind, South Dakota State's had some really good basketball teams here in the last five to five to seven years. And so our thinking was. Um, absolutely. We, we, we'd love to be able to do that, to, to continue to get into interest bank. Now it's not Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Kansas state. Um, those, those teams that we have played here recently, but it is a third party game. It's not a Wichita state game. And, um, I think that's a, a subtle nuance that maybe some folks aren't, aren't familiar with. How has scheduling change with NIL because it sounds like and you can correct me if I'm wrong that the game against KU is kind of partially if not completely uh, due to an NIL collective and and things like that so has that fact opened up other avenues for scheduling is it maybe less about you know uh, top 100 wins and more about uh, what it is with KU raising money and and finding ways to creative ways to contribute to NIL yeah, Jeff, I appreciate uh, the question. I think you got to be careful when you start talking about, we do collectively, uh, about uh, games uh, being quote-unquote for NIL. At the end of the day, the entities that put on those games, uh, they're going to voluntarily or, or not um, uh, support local collectives. And so there's certainly an element of that. And those are third-party relationships, the third-party relationships that we as an athletics department, don't, we don't dictate, we don't get in the middle of. But at the end of the day, uh, if they're willing to help, certainly that's helpful to all of us. The KU game was really about trying to put together a relationship that, that hasn't existed in 32 years in the regular season uh, to see if we could get to some some aspect of a regular rhythm with that. And so... Um, I had a chance to go up and and sit down with uh, the administration at KU. It's probably been a little over a year ago, and and we we ping ponged the idea back and forth a little bit, and and we got to a good spot. And certainly, we'll continue discussions about doing that again. And so, I think first and foremost, it was just the okay, we've got two parties that are willing to do this. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, and then there was the where, and then what's the rhythm look like, and and who's putting it on, and who's the third party, and all those things. And so. We've got both those games in Interest Bank. Now, the K-State game is technically K-State's game, whereas the Kansas game is a neutral party um, put-together game. So uh, we'll continue to explore Both those avenues. But to answer your original, your original question, scheduling has become much more difficult given the um, transient nature of players with the transfer portal. Both of those games, by the way, are in Kansas City, right? That's right. Yep, K- we play State Kansas State on December twenty twenty first in T Mobile, and that one's at seven thirty. And then we play Kansas on December thirtieth at three p.m. Right. in T Mobile. So before we let you go, we're talking with Kevin Saul, the athletic director at Wichita State. How important is it to get your games on the ESPN platform and not ESPN Plus, but one of the others? or another major uh, college basketball network? And do you, are you optimistic about the American being able to retain uh, those, those opportunities on the ESPN platform? Yeah, I'm really encouraged. Uh, at the end of the day, exposure is really important, obviously, to the university. It's one of the reasons why athletics is, is the front porch of a university. It may not be the most important aspect in a university, but it is important because it's a window. And so when you start talking about TV coverage, um, I looked at it while we were in Myrtle Beach this this year, guys. Obviously, we have 31 uh, games. 30 of those are broadcast in some form or another. 17 are, are on what we call linear TV, and I know that you guys understand what that is, and maybe not all the fan base does, but linear TV I think is best described as the old cable channel networks like CBS, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU. So we've got 17 games, 55% of our of our schedule is on linear TV, and then we've got 13 games that are on ESPN+. And so obviously there's 30 opportunities for our program to be exposed. Um, and so that piece has been really good. I'm excited about um, our league has actually taken a, um, 
a pretty proactive uh, stance and I think pro shocker stance in terms of getting us on TV at specific times. There have been plenty of conversations over the last uh, month or so as the TV schedules are finalized of, hey, can you are you guys willing to tip at this time if we can get you on ESPN2? Are you guys willing to do this if we can get you on ESPNU? Hey, we got this one on CBS. Would you be willing to shift this one over here? So they're they're working in our favor, and I think the American Athletic Conference TV contracts are solid, um, and they they need and want Wichita State to be successful in basketball and all our sports. All right, good good stuff, Kevin. We appreciate it. We hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Shockers back at it this weekend. Uh, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show, and best to your uh, your families. You guys also have a great Thanksgiving, and go Shockers. You too. Right. Thanks. Kevin Saul will talk more Shocker basketball with uh, one of the players. Colby Rogers will join us after the break. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.